Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Hey, hey, welcome to Friday, just a stone's throw away from the weekend, Dom. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be an awful weekend, though, for me, to be honest, Zach, because YouTube has ruined my mood. Mm. It's going to bring it down for the next 24 hours. Well, yeah, because I was on YouTube and a suggested video came up that has just broken my heart. It was a, a scene from the TV show Pokemon that made me cry when I was a kid. Yeah. I clicked on it again this afternoon, I watched it again, and I, I was close to tears a second time. Hang on, why are Pokemon videos coming up as your suggested videos? <laughs> Those are based on videos you've watched before. <laughs> no, you... Are you watching clips from Pokemon <laughs> on YouTube? Well, you know, sometimes you get deep into a YouTube spiral, yeah. and you end up just, you, you happen to be watching stuff from your childhood. So yes. you've, been, you've been regularly watching clips of well, Pokemon. Someone uploaded, and I don't think it's legal, but the first season of Pokemon um, on YouTube... Yeah. And, you know... I'm pretty sure that's on Netflix, isn't it? Is Pokemon on Netflix? Oh, I look think at so. that. Yeah. Well, my weekend's going to be great in that case, if that's, if that's true. The point is, I think there's a lot of people who, who will remember this particular scene if you watched Pokemon. Yep. I watched it again today and I went through it. It has left me pretty rattled. Um, and I, I just want to create a bit of a healing space for people to come together and talk about the things that they watched on TV or in movies as a kid that maybe stuck with them that haunted them a little bit. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, you know in my spare time I do run a charity, Mm. the SFROS, the Society for the Restoration of Outdated Sayings. We take old, outdated sayings, ones that they don't really make much sense anymore, and we update them and bring them to 2019. Now, we haven't heard from the charity, I think, this year at all. Is this anything to do with the corruption investigation? Uh, I'm... Not at liberty to say at the moment. Sure. We have been under investigation. Yeah. The findings will be out soon. Great. It has meant that some of our monthly meetings have been put on hold. Yes. Well, you've been dealing with legal matters. Yes. Basically stuff around, is it right to take public money for this charity? I think it is because I yeah. think we do important work. And that picture of you on the yacht is incidental. Mm-hmm. I got that yacht with different money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Another charity <laughs> I'm embezzling from. <laughs> Not this okay. one. Well, look, it's good to have the Zephyrus back for 2019. What saying are you updating? You know which one we're throwing out tonight is rare as hen's teeth. Have you heard this saying oh, where someone yeah. goes, oh, it's, it says rare as hen's teeth. Yeah. Putting that through the shredder. You can no longer use that saying. Because Why? it Well, I mean, how many of us have interactions with hens on a daily basis? That's I true. know there are some people who have chickens and hens, yeah. but for the majority of us... Mm. It's just such a foreign thing. We need something that we encounter every day as a saying. Last time you saw a hen, do you reckon? Alive? A month. A month? I reckon it's been years for me. So mm. I could, it could just be rare as a hen sighting for yeah, me. That's true. Um, uh, when was the last time you saw a chicken not alive? Dinner. Yeah, that was that. Chicken pesto. Loved it. Uh, all right. So what are, you, what are your proposed I have three suggestions for a replacement. Dom, yep. I'd like you to pick which one that we're going to go with. Have Instead of rare as hen's teeth, mm. how about as rare as a brain cell in a comment section? Yeah, that's good. That's have you, good. Do you ever like look at the comments on like big news stories? Uh, often. And I think 100% of the time I regret it. Yeah. Because what happens is you read a few... I don't even know what it is about the human psyche that makes you want to click. But you click show more comments thinking, uh, I'm sort of hoping maybe, like maybe having an idea of what people are going to be saying about the story. Yep. But every time you think, geez, this, this is what we've come to. Uh, the next one is as rare as a correctly spelt word in a Donald Trump tweet. <laughs> Oops. 
So yeah. pretty remarkable. I don't know if you've ever read through them, but yeah, he does it a lot. What's his? Favorite? It's, it's, it's it's pretty incredible that you can be the president and still spell so poorly. I, I mean, mean, I'm not the best speller, but I'm also not the president of the United States. Kafefi is the famous one. Instead Recently of this year, hamburgers. <laughs> Instead of hamburgers, it was hamburgers. Are they misspellings or mm. typos? What do you think? Is he just typing so fast <laughs> so that angrily. he doesn't go back and proofread? Yeah. Or is it like that he thought it was spelt hamburgers? Well, there was that video of him recently where he was trying to say the word ori- like origins. The origins of something. And he kept yeah. saying oranges. Right. The oranges of something. So I'm not well, it could sure. could be a mishearing. It, yeah, potentially. Uh, our last suggestion is as rare as real love on Married at First Sight. <laughs> See, that would have... I mean, we've got Cam and Jules, though. Cam and Jules from the season who are in love. Well, this, I know about five people, maybe half a dozen people from Married at First Sight. I don't know those people. Okay. So that indicates... That's true. ...how popular they were. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're, the, they're one of maybe maybe two, three success stories from the show. So we got rid of okay. as rare as hen's teeth. We need to replace it with either as rare as a, uh, as a brain cell in a comment section, yeah. as rare as a correctly spelt word in a Donald Trump tweet, mm. or as rare as real love on Married at First Sight. You know what? I reckon uh, I'm actually going to have the first one this week. I reckon yeah. comment sections are the absolute pits of humanity. <laughs> yep. And I reckon that's what, what we should be going For now on, no one will say as rare as hen's teeth from this moment forward. It is now as rare as a brain cell in a comment section. That is the SFROS. And I would like to say to everyone investigating, please back <laughs> off. I got this money fairly. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. 131060. Uh, what TV or movie moment broke your heart when you were a kid? Unfortunately, I've had to relive something that broke my heart as a kid today, Zach was on YouTube and got a recommended video uh, from the original t- a series of Pokemon that aired in the late 90s, early 2000s. This is the scene where Ash says goodbye to his Pokemon Butterfree. He has to release it to, I think it falls in love with another Butterfree and it migrates off. This that's is like true love. you got to let it go. Butterfly type If you Pokemon. love it, let it go. And that's so true. And it, look, this is the scene. I watched it again today. I'll just tell all the other Pokemon that you're on a trip and you'll come back someday maybe. Goodbye, Butterfree. <sighs> Bloody hell. <laughs> You're getting a bit shaken up at the moment. So when I watched that as a kid, I had to sleep in my parents' bed that night because I was know. so sad. And was that abnormal? <laughs> well, it did happen a bit, actually. <laughs> if I ever told you the story that my dad was so angry with me having to like wake him up and, and like make room for me in the bed that he told me if I could go three weeks without waking him up and stay in my own bed for three weeks, hmm. he'd buy me like a Nintendo 64 game. Like Did you make it three bucks. weeks? Made it three weeks. The night I got the game, I was back in the bed with them. <laughs> so, I was like 10 as well. Yep. I was too old for that. Anyway, look, I, <laughs> I, that scene when I was a kid just absolutely devastated me. Seeing, because Butterfree, and anyone who doesn't understand Pokemon won't get this, hmm. but that was Ash's first Pokemon he caught was a Caterpie. You know, I reckon into Butterfree, if Pokemon so were around today, mm. there'd be a few questions asked about the conditions those Pokemon <laughs> were kept in. Like vegan stuff, is yeah, that what well, you're saying? Yeah, because they're kept in these little mm. Pokeballs. They're yeah. not let out to exercise. No, no. There Are is they, some... When do they get fed? That's <laughs> never really covered in the show. It's briefly covered, but it's certainly not a regular diet. Yep. Uh-huh. Not, not regular enough. And I mean, how many, how many Pokemon does Ash have to care for? That's, That's too much for a 10-year-old boy. It's funny you say that. I believe the new Pokemon movie coming out is vegan protesters. So they storm one of the, the precincts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I might join that. <laughs> the, one um, that yeah. the one for me was um, The Lion King oh, yeah. when Mufasa dies. Dad? Dad, come on. You gotta get up. Pretty full on. Dad. 
We gotta go home. Yep. Bloody hell. I was watching the new trailer today and I yeah. thought, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for round well, two. What I want to do is I want to open up a bit of a safe space now because what I learned today watching that Pokemon clip is that I never got the chance to express my sadness. I never got the chance to heal. Yeah. So 131060, what moment in a TV show or a movie broke your heart when you were a kid? If we can all come together and share the stuff that got us when we were kids, maybe we can finally, you know, heal together and move on. 131060, what was it that broke your heart on TV or on a movie as a kid? We have Bridget... In Melbourne. Uh, Bridget, what was it for you? So it's a movie called The Little Princess, and it's about a little girl who her dad goes away to fight in World War One, and she stays at a boarding school, hmm. and he gets injured in the war and comes back and has no memory and doesn't recognise oh her. Goodness. And I'm literally tearing up right now talking about it. Bridget, so sad. is this a cartoon? No, it's like a live-action real yep. movie. But it is for children. Well, yes, but it got wow. to the point where I wasn't allowed to watch it anymore because I would get so upset. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that does some, sound some kids' movie storylines mm. from the years past. Pretty messed up. Pretty dark. Much darker than many films aimed at adults. Yeah, actually, um, we've got Dean on thirteen ten sixty. Dean, what kids' TV moment or movie moment broke your heart? For me, it was when Dumbo's. Yeah, when Dumbo gets separated from his mum, and that literally broke me. I remember I did the same as you. I was I had to sleep with my mum like two weeks, and I wasn't like ten; I was like (laughs) fifteen. So this is in the movie. I think Dumbo's mum in the circus she acts out a little bit, and they separate them. Is that? Do you remember the scene vividly? I honestly don't because I think I blocked it out because I was so traumatized (laughs) by it. But it was my favorite movie when I was a kid. But Mm. something about that moment must have just like made me wake up and realize like wow like that's that's real <laughs> the dumbo story in general is pretty sad it's a sad story yeah. the new dumbo movie's just come out hasn't it or coming out soon have you are yeah. you gonna go see it dean look i think i'm gonna have to but yeah. i might take my tissues with me just yeah. in case maybe yeah. take yeah. mum dean if <laughs> yeah, you can take mum along just uh, just to be courtney safe. on thirteen ten sixty. what childhood tv show or movie broke your heart uh it was godzilla I went to the cinemas with all of my friends mm. and I was probably 13 or 14 at the time. And yeah, when all the babies got blown up and everyone was cheering, I was in the middle of the cinema, a blubbering mess. <laughs> Hang on. So I haven't seen Godzilla, but it, that's meant to be this. Godzilla's the enemy, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess he? the baby's blowing up she... so there's not a thousand Godzillas. Yeah. Yeah. But like she was nuzzling them. Yeah. And like moving them around and not anything to do with that type of thing, I lose it. Yep. And all my friends are laughing and no, I couldn't bear with it. Like I mean, every time I watch it now, I still cry. Yeah, wow. fair enough, because Godzilla might be a monster. Yeah. Big, giant dinosaur. Yep. They have feelings too. And they're just little baby dinosaurs, you yeah. know? They're easier. And we've got Janine on thirteen ten sixty. Janine, uh, yours wasn't so much something that happened in a TV show, but, but a realisation you had. Was on TV. Humphrey B. Bear was on TV. My my very older cousin told me it wasn't a bear; it was a man in a suit, and I was very upset and very traumatized. You thought that Humphrey B. Bear was a real bear? Well, I thought he was. Yes, as a young child. Yes, on TV. Just one of those friendly bears who they've tried. Do you know what? Do you know what? Well, I reckon I would have cried if I thought he was a real bear. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's this bear doing wearing a hat and clothes? And what are they doing to it to make it dance? I reckon we've got to ask some questions here. This is Collective Noun.
Long with Zach and Dom. It is now quarter to 12, which means I'm pretty confident the bosses are asleep and we can do this. It's time for What Did Zach Splash? Oh, that's right. I am on the radio station balcony and I'm about to throw something from the office down to the car park below. If you can tell the item I'm smashing... Just by the sound it makes, hmm. give us a call on 131060 and you could win. What did Zach splat? Here are some splats we prepared earlier a few weeks ago. Zach, you threw a bin off the balcony. Then there was an office chair. For the last week, it was a computer screen. Yeah, that Which... one took ages to clean up. There's still yeah. glass in the car park. <laughs> yeah. No I... one from the office said anything, though, so I think we got away with it. No one said anything. You were here for a good hour or two post-show. Yeah, it was a while. <laughs> we're sweeping that it one up. It was a while. Is tonight's uh, splat similarly messy, or do you think it's going to be a I, bit more contained? Uh, it's a lot heavier. Okay, um, interesting. But I think it will make less of a mess. See if you can... Uh, I'll tap on it and see if this gives you any clues. Oh, interesting. I hear, like, a metallic echo. Yeah, it's a bit metallic. Interesting. All right, you we, ready are we ready to do a splat? On? Let's get splatting. So here's how the game works. Listen to what you're about to hear. Hit the ground. If you think you know what it is, 131060, give us a call. Here we go, uh, Zach. Let's get dropping in three, two, one. Geronimo! Oh. <laughs> that did sound like a shatter. Uh, yeah, it is broken. <laughs> did you expect that? Uh, I can see the insides at the moment. Producer Michael is collecting all the pieces and frantically trying to put it back together. Let's Jeez. see if he can run it back up and we'll get a second throw out I of it. I don't even any have any idea. from your point of view, Dom. No, that, they, this is maybe the first week of Zach Splat, I reckon, yeah. where I am completely stumped listening to that. Did you get I'm a good listen? Together. Did yeah, you get yeah, a good yeah. sound? Yeah, we got a really good sound. It, like it, it's, what it, were some of the characteristics from your point of well, view? Well, it sounded like a metallic shatter. That's yeah. that's what I could make out. It was somewhat similar to the CDs you threw off a few weeks ago. Yes, yeah, a bit like that. Somewhat similar. Producer Michael's just returned it back to the balcony. Could okay. we get a second throw? Do you? It's think? not too broken. Uh, it's pretty broken. I've got a <laughs> pile of things at the moment. Okay, let's have a second. Three, throw. two, one, Geronimo! Oh, that was a bit louder. <laughs> it's not a fun sound. That one. It's quite yeah. a harsh quite sound, isn't it? Brute force. Yeah, very much. Thirteen, ten, sixty, or what? Did Zach Splat? This one is an item that's a little more expensive. I'll give okay. you a clue. Olivia, I'm dating 1060. What do you think it is, Olivia? A calculator. I guess it is a calculator in a sense. Lachlan, 131060. What do you think, Lachlan? I'm going to print off. Good guess, but no. You should throw a printer off. That's not a bad idea. But printers in this office are so big. They are. They, you know, they are enormous. You would have to get like a forklift or something to put it <laughs> over the railing. Helena in Melbourne, what do you think it is? Well, now that you said a, a calculator in a sense, I'm confused, but I was thinking a filing cabinet. <laughs> I can understand why, because listen to this. I'm down in the car park now. Yeah. That's the shell of the item, and it is the same as a filing cabinet. Interesting. But this has stuff inside of it. Uh, we got Simone on thirteen ten sixty. What are you guessing, Simone? Hello, Simone. Uh, a money box. Money box. Oh, that's a great guess. I suppose a money box is a calculator of sorts as well, isn't it? No, this show doesn't have any money. <laughs> no <laughs> use for a money box. Jeez, well, t- this is a hard one, Zach. This Has is a struggle. Got it? What are we doing? We got shade. Do you want me to throw it again? I'll give it a bit more of a clip. Yeah, let's do one more this? throw. One more. I'm throw. just down in the car park now, so I'll just throw yep. it up in the air. Ready? Yep. Uh oh. 
<laughs> you right? Yeah, sorry. I thought I was going to hit the microphone. <laughs> okay. We're all good. Uh, we got Shay on the Gold Coast. What do you think it is, Shay? Shay. Hi. What do you think it is? I think it's a computer modem. You are correct, Shay. It's a computer. I knew it was. That is what Zach Splat. Wow. Very exciting for us. Uh, very <laughs> unfortunate for the poor soul who comes to their desk tomorrow <laughs> and can't log in because we've taken their computer. Is it just totally beyond repair, this one? Uh, we should actually take it to the Apple Store and see what they can do because <laughs> it's just a pile of metal at the moment. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, we might have uh, accidentally stumbled into genius last night on the show. We've revolution- Isn't that how it happens? Well, that's always how it happens when you have those light bulb moments. It, it surrounds sushi trains and specifically a sushi train revolution. I was telling you the story of an angry woman at a shopping centre who I heard complaining about how far she had to walk. We were spitballing about how the shopping centres could could fix that problem when this happened. At one stage, she said she wanted the, you know, the travel ladders up at the airport? Yeah, that was the only thing I could think of. Some yeah. type of yeah. conveyor belt, like a sushi train for humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that was... goes around the whole place. But I'm <laughs> like... I don't know. That seems like a lot of money. Sushi trains for humans, by the way. Pitch that at Shark Tank, because that's brilliant. And that's the problem with sushi trains, just quietly, that the food goes around. I want the food to be static, and I want to go around and pick it up. Inverse sushi train. That's a great idea. Now, that was almost 24 hours ago, exactly. I didn't sleep last night. Um, You probably see the bags under my eyes, because I just... The moment the show finished, I just knew we had something special happen. Yeah, you were just focused on it so much. It was sushi train, sushi train, sushi train. Well, I imagine when Steve Jobs first thought of the iPhone, Mm. was that him? I don't know if he came... I I mean, what's the idea? Like a a telephone (laughs) that's (laughs) really good. Okay. Like, it's not really like a... When Alexander Graham Bell first thought of the first telephone, I reckon he was up all night. Yeah. And I've had a similar moment with the sushi train. Because here's why the the sushi train where the humans are on the train and the food stays still is such a good idea. Why? Because I think you've got some people who don't like sushi. I'm not a massive sushi fan myself. I can have it. But some people who don't like sushi and some people in the world who don't like trains. But I don't think there's anyone who doesn't like sushi and trains. The combo. The combo. Well, my point is there's something for everyone. Do you like sushi? Yes. Right? Do you like trains? Sure. Okay, so you get the combo, right? For me, I'll I'll still come to the sushi train with you just for the train part of it. Yeah, just for the ride. I get the ride around the train Mm. and we get a meal. It is is flawless. There isn't one problem. Well, I guess the problem that comes to mind is like the idea of the sushi train is that all the staff can stand in the middle and as they make it, they just put it out. And I am thinking if all the food's on the outside, Mm. they have a lot more area to cover, don't they? (laughs) I hadn't thought that through. Maybe yeah. we could have two trains. One for the food. No, that's defeating the purpose. We can work through the finer yeah. details. I've been thinking how we could actually create a human sushi train, right? So the human's on the moving, the sushi stays still. Mm. My first thought was an airport baggage carousel. Yeah, that's right? good. But, I mean, you don't love eating at the airport, do you? Because it's like fluorescent no. lighting. It's not like the best mood. And no. also, it, it's kind of a bit stressful. It's a little stressful. But what would you do in this? Would you set up tables on the carousel? Yeah, like a few trestle tables around the outside. Um, yeah, but what? It's a pro- are you standing? But, but are you standing on the carousel? Yeah. Or are you sitting through. in a seat? I reckon we put bean bags on the carousel. Yeah, bean yeah. bags. That's not the bad. problem is some airport carousels go out the back. Yeah. <laughs> and then come back around. Or desserts out the back. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. So you, depending where you are, yeah, that's yeah, what okay. stage of the meal you have. That's pretty good. And maybe when the airport is quieter late at night, that's when we could open the restaurant just to. It can be. A Side business for them. My second thought was a merry-go-round. 
You know what I mean? Like that. Oh, you know, yeah. where you're on a horse. You're on a little horse because that's already yeah, that's going good. around in a circle. That's good. So that works. Then it I could, thought it'd be kind of like you know they would have to hand the food in like you hand drinks to marathon runners. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you yeah, hand a true. sushi roll in and you yeah. grab it and you eat it. And by the time you come back around, mm. they might have something else ready. Now mid afternoon, I thought I'd cracked it what because mid afternoon, I thought, well, ha- here's where we can add some adrenaline. Roller coasters. That's they're, good. They're on tracks. They go around in a circle. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, the people vomit on roller coasters already. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to introduce raw fish into that mix. Well, you don't, but you could never be sued for food poisoning, could you? It'd be hard to track down, wouldn't so, it? So, wouldn't it? You'd just be like, well, <laughs> maybe you're just like, have motion sickness. That's it. I what, can't blame us. What do you think about mm. if we did the inverse sushi train in a revolving restaurant? Oh, that's so good. Because they're already set up. They've yeah. got the tables and the chairs. Yeah. And all they need is just stations with food. Let's go up Centre Point Tower in Sydney yeah. to the revolving restaurant. That's not bad. Can they turn I, those up? Because I've always thought they <laughs> they rotate too slowly. But you want to go at a faster speed. Yeah, like, because how slowly do they go? It's like half an hour and you get around it or something Do you want to like go that? like a Vomitron speed no, where you're you, stuck you, to the walls? No, you want to go a bit faster, though, because yeah. you want to see the options of the food. You That's might want to do a rotation before you commit to any. That's such a good point. Well, I was where I've ended up, though, and I, I wanted to see what you think of this, yeah. is, you know, at like, uh, fairgrounds or whatever, often they have the kid trains. It's like a small train, yeah. just goes around in a circle. Yeah, I like this. Now, this is what I think might be the answer. Because if you could set up sushi on tables around that, hmm. you get a ride in an actual train. Yeah, see, it's the only one that's an actual train. An actual train. An actual train that goes around, you get to take your sushi as you go. So at the end of the day, you've had a ride, you've had some sushi, everyone wins. What I'd like you to do yeah. over the next week or so, sure. get to some fairs. I know you're probably going anyway. You had a few on your calendar I saw earlier this evening. Sure. You love fairy floss. Yeah. You love a toffee apple. Yeah, and I love the, yeah, can you the just, clown faces. Yeah, yeah. Can you just add yep. scoping out small yeah. trains no, to absolutely. that list? And I'm, then you yep. can write off those those trips on tax. <laughs> That's a great point. I'm happy to do research. Send me into the field. Yeah. I'll go do this and I'll report I just back love, to the I show. I just love the idea in a month or so when you're talking to your accountant with yeah. all your receipts. <laughs> I'm like, wait, hang on. Why is this school fake tax deductible? Let me explain to you about the inverse sushi trade. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Have you ever embarrassed yourself in front of the boss? There's a flight attendant in the US who has had a flight to forget, Dom. Yeah, what happened? After accidentally spilling a tray of drinks on the airline's CEO. She didn't know that that was the boss. She's just walking down the aisle, spills the drinks mm. all over this guy in first class. Finds out later. It's the boss of the whole company. It does feel like pretty bad luck. Although, um, if you're spilling drinks on someone in first class, yeah. it's a high chance that they're pretty powerful. <laughs> That's a good point. Or rich and famous. How much does a first class ticket cost? It's about 80 grand, isn't it? 80 grand? <laughs> I thought I remember oh, once. you could almost go to space for that amount. <laughs> I don't think you could go to space. Yes, going to space is only like a quarter of a million. That's really? only like... You know, Are they sending people to space that, yet, though? Or is no, that like... they'll take your money, but... Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, I yeah, swear. we're going to space. We're going to space. Uh, just make the <laughs> check out to uh, Richard Branson. <laughs> Look, I, I have a feeling that I was just... Uh, like on Webjet a few years ago yeah. and looked up like business class was like five grand to go from Australia to America. And I think first class, maybe it was like, you know, those first class cabins they have that Jennifer Aniston yeah, goes crazy. in in the ads. Maybe that was 80 grand. Yeah. Either way. I'd Could lo- you buy one of those cabins just to live in? <laughs> Like an apartment. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. yeah. Just well, always up in the air. I get, look, if you've spent 80 grand on a ticket, and um, I mean, Michael, producer Michael, I think is Googling how much first class costs. 
We'll get an answer on that. We got anything on how much first class well, costs? I can tell you that space is about a quarter of a mil. Okay. All right. So probably first class is less than 80 grand. But if you're paying thousands, if you're paying over 10 grand, which I imagine it would be for a, a flight, yeah. you probably would expect at the least not to have drinks spilled on you. On 131060, when have you embarrassed yourself mm. in front of the boss? Because, yeah. you know, work sucks as it is, yeah. let alone when you do something in embarrassing in front of the boss. Did this uh, Did this woman's boss take it well? The yeah. airline boss? Is, totally is she all fine, good? I think. In a way, it's kind of better to do it on the boss of yeah, the airline okay. than on a paying customer. Yeah. That's a good point. And they can put up a great picture, I imagine. I imagine the airline put a picture up saying like, here at this airline, we love to get on with our employees and have a bit of fun. She made a bit of a mistake, but everything's good. What she could pretend was the flight was so good, she was just pouring them over his head like they do at the end of like a football game. <laughs> All right, yeah, where you pour true. the Gatorade over the coach. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I just thought we were <laughs> celebrating a great flight. <laughs> a new tradition. Look, I imagine a lot of people who've embarrassed themselves in front of the boss at the Christmas party. That'd be, that'd be ripe for this mm, sort of thing. Once there's a few drinks under the hood. A few drinks and suddenly you start telling them what you really think of yeah. the mid-year report. Yeah. Or you that think you've got thing. a great idea you want to share with them. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, maybe you, you copied them in or replied all to an email. Mm. You didn't know they were a CC'd. Mm. I reckon what's happened a lot. Uh, it's caught me a few times at the radio station is I'll be in a conversation about something and I turn around and someone important in the company is just walking down the hallway behind me. And were me. you bitching, were you? No, never in that exact moment, but there have been some close calls. Yeah. <laughs> There's been some close calls. So I imagine talking in the vicinity and turning to realizing the bosses in the vicinity would get you a lot as well. 131060, give us a call. When have you embarrassed yourself in front of the boss? Carl, when have you embarrassed yeah. yourself in front of the there boss? You go, yeah, my partner actually with uh, a bottle of Grange. Mm. Um, he, wasn't, he wasn't supposed to wear it, but he wore it. You accidentally <laughs> poured a bottle of wine on your business partner? Yeah, yeah. How do you do that? Um, well, it wasn't supposed to be caught, but it was caught. Okay, so you're uh, playing a classic was, joke where you pretend yeah. to pour it on him. Yep, and it was actually open. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking red wine here, which obviously leaves a bit of a stain. Um, uh, yeah, especially on a yellow shirt. Yeah. Did they take it well? Uh, you know, I mean, I think it was more the fact that we couldn't drink it. because, Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah it was gone. How much? How much would a bottle of that cost you? What's What's the going price? Actually, that was a, that was a nineteen sixty one. That was the year of his birth. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was. It was actually rather an expensive bottle of wine. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if you'd almost just try to suck it out of the business shirt. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like yes. a sque- yeah, just like, squeegee uh, it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Into the glass. <laughs> Into the glass. If Say it's like when. A- <laughs> This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, I was in a second-hand shop today, and at the back corner, there was a big dusty item. I dusted it off and realized it was a time capsule. Time capsule? Uh, They're selling it pretty cheap. I thought, well, you know what? I'll buy that. I'll bring it into the show. Just like a big metal drum. Massive metal drum that says to be opened in in a thousand years' time. Okay. I mean, which is probably a confusing message to have, because in a thousand years' time, they won't know what they mean. But I think think it was quite clear. 3019 is when this one's meant to be opened. I bought it. I brought it in. And I was thinking what we should do to, to wrap up the show tonight is kind of leave a message, you know, leave some of the, the what life was like this week, you know, in 2019 for humans in a thousand years time. Okay. If you're up to that. So look, let's open the time capsule up and let's uh, leave an entry. Hello, humans of the year 3019. This message is coming to you from 1000 years ago, the second week of April in 2019. A week in which I've been unhappy about how often I'm being associated with GastroStop, the medication that stops diarrhea. No, I, don't, I don't want to be the GastroStop guy. No, this, it's too late. <laughs> 
because what you're doing at the moment is you're just giving free advertising. <laughs> they could give you product. I don't want to be the gastro-stop guy. What's yeah. that ad going to look like? Yeah. It's, I'm going to have to pull a grimaced face like I'm having diarrhoea, and then it's going to go me reaching to the cabinet and pulling out a packet of gastro stop, and then me smiling and returning to my friends. Hi, I'm Dom Faye. <laughs> and I've had problems with my stools. <laughs> anyway, Gastro, look. stop what you're doing and listen to me, Dom Faye, the voice of gastro stop. I'm not sure what the shopping centres of the future will look like, but in 2019 they're exhausting. And I witnessed a woman complaining about how far she had to walk just to get from shop to shop. You know, if you want to go to Woolies, it's at the other end of the shopping centre. If you want to go to Kmart... What's the solution? How would you make know. them closer? That think, doesn't make any sense. I think she... At one said she said she wanted the... You know, the travel ladders up at the airport? Yeah, that was the only thing I could think of. Some yeah. type of yeah. conveyor belt. Like a sushi train for humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that goes around the whole place. But I'm like... <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. That seems like a lot of money. Sushi trains for humans, by the way. Pitch that at Shark Tank, because that's brilliant. Yeah. And that's the problem with sushi train, just quietly. That the food goes around. I want the food to be static, and I want to go around and pick it up. In It's a great idea. Here's a piece of wisdom from our era. If you're going to see a midnight screening of a Harry Potter movie, be careful of napping beforehand. I did like the 10pm nap. Mm. You know, just for, I thought I'll get a quick hour in and that'll get me through the whole movie and I wake up at 1.30am. Totally missed the movie. Totally missed it. That's actually interesting. I had the same experience watching Harry Potter, but that was because I was so bored. Oh, shut up. I slept through it. <laughs> Missing a movie isn't the worst thing about napping in 2019, though. Sometimes it can also send you into a bit of an existential crisis. Because even if, when I like wake up from a nap at any time, yeah. I'm like, where the hell am I? Oh, I have. You know, you know it takes moment. like twenty minutes to be like, well, what day is it? Where am I? The first like five minutes after an app, when you think about death. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this is one of those moments you bring something up that you think is universal. <laughs> that doesn't happen to you. When you wake up from a nap <laughs> and you and you have the thought about death, just like the first few minutes after. Every time I have a nap, the first few minutes afterwards, I'm sort of hit by like how everyone's going to die. <laughs> And I'm, I sort of get really, like, sad about it, but then it passes. Ooh. <laughs> I thought everyone... Did you think that was everyone? I thought that was just, like, a bit of a disorienting coming back to the world for the day. Yeah, like, mine is, oh, like, geez, what dead. day is it? Not <laughs> when am I going to die? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going great, though. Outside of that. And when you guys check out the sporting records from the early 2000s, don't expect to see Zach's name on any golfing records. You used to be a golfer, didn't you? I was into golf in high school, yeah. You were like a... Am I correct in saying that you were once like an Australian prodigy at golf? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you've got that from. <laughs> I swear I But heard... I was like uh, average to below average. Oh. I, for some reason I thought, I don't know where I got this from, that they wanted you on like the PGA, like the tour of the young stars and you said You come no. out with some weird stuff. <laughs> and like that has never been said. We've yeah. had very few conversations about golf. We used to so play golf sometimes. We played golf once. And you were much better than me. I was so. much better than you, but that's probably more to do with your ability, <laughs> to be honest. So this has been the second week of April in 2019. And in closing, I'd like to dedicate this time capsule entry to Robert, who accidentally slept through his basketball team's grand final. What happened? Did, did they cope without you? Ah, uh, we lost. Oh, no. Well, the, yeah, I feel for Robert here, because that really sucks, because not only did he sleep through the basketball game, mm. and his team lost, yeah. but then he had to think about death as well, <laughs> which is apparently what happens when you're waking up from a nap. That's all the time we have for tonight and for this week. Mm.
If you missed anything from the show, look up Collective Noun on iTunes. Get the podcast there. We are off next week for the build-up to Easter. I have a lot of chocolate eating to do. Mm-hmm. so and I'm you just... said I cannot do a radio show <laughs> and eat chocolate at the same well, time. Well, no, the truth is that last year I stole Easter chocolate from the backstage area of the radio station, and yes. you think that they've calculated that it's cheaper to have us off next week. Well, they told us we had to take the break. <laughs> <laughs> the co- it's, it's too much of a coincidence. It's cheaper for them to not have me here doing work and avoid the risk of me eating a lot of Easter chocolate again. So that's we us We will see you in a week's time, though. <laughs> we'll catch you then. Happy Easter. Bye. Oh, yeah. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy. I'm Jenny Cooney, an Australian who's called Hollywood home for 30 years. If you're into celebs and entertainment, you'll find plenty of both in my podcast, Aussies in Hollywood. Australian actors are conquering American movies and TV more than ever. And with Aussies in Hollywood, you'll hear in-depth conversations with our biggest names and brightest rising stars. Download the app or listen now at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One.